Welcome to a message by Highway Christian Community. Highway Christian Community is a church in Pinetown pastored by Steve and Janet Wheeler, whose vision is to make disciples. You can visit their website at www.highway.org.za. We hope that today's message enlightens the eyes of your heart to know the goodness of God and awakens you to live your God-given purpose. Enjoy. It is wonderful to be here. We're going to open the Word today, and I have got a a very powerful Word on my heart that I hope you can receive it. So we're going to go to Ephesians 4.11, and for most of that uh, chapter, and I'd like you to um, read in our version that that we've got. Let's start in verse, verse 11. And this word is for every single one of us here. From the person that was, who's not even born again yet, to somebody who is sitting on the front row here, who've been born again forever. And he himself, verse 11, Ephesians 4, 11, and he himself, now this is the ESV, and so it might be slightly different to the New King James, which, as you know, um, um, Paul read this. He used this Bible. You know that, here. Thank you, Tamlin and Mark. Thank you. That was a joke, by the way. Got to loosen you up a little bit here. Okay, let's go. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. This is Jesus gave us these, we call them fivefold gifts. What was that for? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying. Edifying, what does that word mean? Edifying means to build up like a building, to build up, edifying of the body of Christ, till, so there's a beginning, and there's an aim, till we come to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, oh well, let's just stop there, perfect man. How am I going to be perfect? I mean, I'm constantly told I'll never be perfect. What does that mean? That word, perfect, it's translated perfect, but what does it mean? It means mature. Mature. Until to a mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There's our goal. The fullness of Christ. And in him is everything, every gift, every, um, every supply, everything is in him, everything. And that is our measure. That is where we are aiming. So we've been given these gifts into the body of Christ. That till we come to the unity of our faith, 
to the knowledge of Him, to mature until we become like Him. We've got a long way to go, but we're on a journey. Now these gifts are given to us to equip us. And it is so vital that we pay attention. Because, verse 14, it goes on to say, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by every trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Woo! Paul's got a way of just putting words together. My goodness me. Ah, just, just look. This is what we're facing in the world today. And Steve has been over there to, they are perfecting this craftiness to get us off the truth in the Western world. You can't listen to any news or any podcast or anything else without coming against the wisdom of the world that is bombarding us to get us off the truth. And this is the purpose of the gifts that have been given to us, so that we be no longer children. You know, most of us have um, had children, got children, and you know how they can get so swayed by peer pressure at school and, and wherever they come across. And we're having to constantly saying, no, this is not who you are. This is, um, you don't have to be subject to this. This is who you are. And we have to constantly mature them. We are on the same sort of journey. Because we get carried away by every wind of doctrine. In the church, things come and things go. But do we know the truth? Have we matured in the truth? And Steve was mentioning it just a little bit earlier. The apostle of our current move, Grace, which is Rob and uh, Glenda Rufus. They have helped us mature in grace so that we don't get knocked around by every wind of doctrine that comes to say that you're suffering these uh, floods and any other calamity because God is angry with you. We're not moved by that. We are solid on the rock, which is He is my heavenly Father, and I will not be moved. He loves me regardless of, of my behavior. In cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, let me tell you, we have an enemy. It's not all roses. It's not a bed of roses. There's thorns in there. And the devil is out to get your soul. And most important, to get your kids. This woke thing, this, um, um, this gender identification, and all of this absolute, and I'm in church, so I can't express myself properly, but this is coming against us. And the devil is trying to divide us, to break us off the truth. We need each other. 
We need the gift. We need to mature in Christ so that we are not moved by these things that come against us. And we can protect our own. Verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things in Him who is the head, Christ. We are empowered by the love of God that has been shed abroad in our hearts to give love to the body. And we are protecting each other through love and by love. We're not taking the method of the world, which is accusation, which is lies. We don't need any of those mechanisms because we are secure in Him. We don't have to jostle for permission, for position. We are heirs of Jesus Christ. Tell me, is there any higher position in the realm of England to be Prince William, heirs of the throne of the Kingdom of England, UK? Is there any higher position apart from his father, the king? There's nothing. And we are told that we are heirs, co-heirs. Now this is, I, I can't get my head around this, okay? We are co-heirs with Christ. He is this, this all in all, the, the one who created everything that we can see and stuff we can't see. He created the whole lot including us, and I'm co-heirs, that means I'm going to inherit what he inherits, and yes, we already have inherited. We've already inherited. Now, it, I don't want to say this because I don't want to be blown away, but it blows us away. I'm trying to watch my words, Mark. Have you thought about that? You are co-heirs. That means you cannot be any closer to the Father. So glad what Steve's going to be unpacking for us in the months ahead. His revelation on the Father. We can't get closer to the Father. We can't do anything more. You can't perform. He can't love you anymore. You can't love Him anymore. We are co-heirs with Him. Wow. Wow. And like we prayed earlier, He holds you tight. He will never let you go. He will never berate you for something that you've done wrong. We can go along our own way. We can mess around. He'll allow us to do that. But He's always there. He's always there for us. Whew, don't know how I got into that, but anyway, someone, we needed that. 
We needed that. Verse 16. Okay, so the end of uh, 15. That we grow up into all things into Him who is the head, Christ, from whom? From Christ, the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effectual working by which every part does its share, causing growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. It's another one of these sentences of Paul. Oh, just packed with stuff. So we're going to park here because this is what I want to get to. From Christ, the whole body, the whole body, joined and knit together by what each and every joint supplies. We know that we are members of Christ's body. He's the head, we are the body. We are. And you know, Paul tells us, and there's lots of um, scriptures, we studied it here in Corinthians, and it talks about some of the eye, or all the hand, or some of the foot. Why are you competing with each other and talking about how the body is supposed to work together? You know how vital every single part of your body is. And sometimes you forget. Then you get the mandolin out and you are slicing some um, potatoes to make some chips on it and you've lost the tiniest little bit of skin on the end of your, of your finger. The tiniest little bit of that. The whole world comes to a stop. There's certain red stuff that's flowing around. And when I did that, I had absolutely no help. No. I had very difficult, my wife had great difficulty in helping me. I'm supposed to wrap this thing up and stop the blood, and she's freaking out. Sometimes you get quite a lot of blood from that. And I could not function properly for a few weeks until that had healed. Now, that was just a tiny little bit on the end of, of my... So, it doesn't matter what you view yourself as. You are part of His body. And it doesn't matter what part He has made you. And the Bible talks about... Um, Paul talks about stuff that we won't get, get into, the different parts of the body, and where there is where they are dishonorable parts of the body, we give them more honor. We cover them up. So it doesn't matter what part you think. And we're in church, so I'm not going to go any further than that. But it can, whatever part you see yourself in, you are vital. And if you go with nothing else, I want you to know as we heard from the words earlier, you are precious and you are vital. Not one of you here today 
is surplus. At one time, they thought that the uh, appendix was a vestigial organ. They thought that, what is this thing hanging off, off the uh, colon, and what on earth is it supposed to do? You know, there's no obvious use for the thing. So, and they sometimes get infected. And so you just cut it off. And um, there was, there's also, um, when I was very young, I had um, my tonsils, there we go. Got my tonsils cut out because they would keep on getting infected. And that was a very long time ago, as you can see. It was a long time ago. And, duh, they're there. God put them there. Because they protect my body from bacteria. And yes, they get inflamed because they're doing their job. And then they went and cut it out. They were so smart. Thank goodness they moved, moved on a bit. Trust the science. Goodness, I hate that phrase. Don't mention it again. Trust the science. This is the science. Yeah. Goodness gracious. In that appendix is a store of bacteria, good bacteria that your gut needs. And then you go and put some, some uh, antibiotics down it and it flushes all the good stuff out and so there's a bit of store of good, good bacteria there for your body. Takes a while to work this out. But anyway, God knows what he was doing because there's not one. If you're the appendix, you are not vestigial. You're, you're needed. Now, let's get to the core of this. The scripture says here that we joined, we knit together, we are knit together by what every joint supplies. Held together by every joint with which it is equipped. Okay? I prefer this. By what every joint supplies. Okay. So, we are a part of the body. Let's just take, um, we're in the finger. And there's a bone in the finger. There's a few bones in the finger. What's between them? A joint. There's cartilage in there. There's tendons that keep it all together. You can go wild with um, pictures of this and the scripture. But just let's stay with this joint. The scripture says here, it is, um, it's knit together. It is held together by what every joint supplies. You, if you are an independent part of this body, yes, I recognize that I'm part of this body. But if you're not supplying anything, you're not keeping it together. Goes on to say, according, uh, by what every joint supplies, according to the effectual working by which every part does its share. Every single one of us here has a, should have joints between us and other parties, other parts of this body. 
and it is held together by the effectual working by which every part does its share, causing growth of the body. We're never going to grow unless we're joined. And not only join, but we supply. We supply. We're supplying something. And it causes growth of the body for the building up, the edifying of itself in love. And this is all with love. I might not particularly like the fact that I'm joined to you. But I'm commanded to love. And I can love because it's not my love, it's his love. And I want to love because you are supplying to me and I'm supplying to you. And I'm building up the body. This is such an important concept for us to embrace. That we all need to be giving. We gave some financial contribution. But that's the least of it. Paul said that is the least of it. It takes the least amount of faith for that. What is more important is that not only are you part of the body, but you carry something unique. You know, we tell our kids, you are one of a kind. And sometimes we say, thank goodness you're one of a kind. Mark, this world cannot handle any more than just you. No more Marks. No, I'm joking. So, we all carry something. Every single one of us carries some, something. And those who are a bit older might be more aware than others because we've come across this quite often and we've worked with this and we've got to know ourselves a bit better. But every single one of us have a gift within us and we are vital to the body. We are vital to your family. The first community. You are vital to those that you associate with in, in a home cell or in a business. You are vital in this congregation. And so on and so forth it goes. You are vital. You are precious in His sight. And in mine. When I said I missed you, and Terry, it's not just for the samosas. I missed you because you add something to me every time I get together with you. And I hope I add something to you. But if I'm not supplying, we're not growing. And the difficulty with our format is we don't often get chance to share. We don't often have chance to give. Half of us will actually walk out the front door 
before we've greeted anybody, except the person we're sitting with. Some stay and have fellowship. It's wonderful. But we're going to fix that today. This is the time you can get nervous, okay? We're going to change this. Just once, maybe. Some of you might be saying, I don't know what my gift is. I, uh, oh, and I, and I just want to correct this concept. I have a gift. No, I'd rather you view it as I am a gift. I am a gift. What I've got inside me is a gift. I don't have a gift. I am a gift. Some of us, we really don't, don't understand this. We don't know what we are. We don't know how we fit into this body. And I'm not saying for you to identify that you're an eye or you're an ear or something like that. That's just a metaphor. But within all of us, there is something precious that unless we recognize it, we have difficulty in expressing it. And we, we are a bit unsure about it sometimes. And so we need to listen to the teachers, listen to the fivefold gifting, listen to another part of the body, listen to what they're saying so that you can mature and you can find out your place in the body. I really appreciated many, many years ago that um, um, Terry ran Strength Finders course. And the top one that came out for me um, in that course, don't know if many of you have done that, um, it's something called connectedness. And I was dumbfounded. Never heard of the word before. And I went to go and research it and find out, wow, this is so good. With the understanding of what it is, which is to connect people, yes, but it's to understand in all things that there is, there is a reason. And there is a reason for people to, to get together, and there's a, a, a purpose in all things that happen. I'm not saying God caused a flood to happen so that there was a good outcome on it. I'm not talking about all of that. Let's just drop that. I'm talking about that there is a reason for things happening, and I just love putting people together and extracting out of them their, their gift. And I thank you for that, Terry. You, you opened my mind with, with that, getting us into that. And that was the, the top, top thing. And now I can be more confident in the gift that, that I see in myself. And, and I don't second-guess myself. That's just one, um, one tool that you can use to try and find out where you are. But there are many. But let me tell you who the best judgment of your gift is. Just go left or right. Yeah. The person who knows you the best. Not necessarily married to them, but they know you. Because you work together. We are bombarded with so much negativity from the world 
that we need each other to edify one another. And we do that by extracting out of you and demanding of you the gift that's in you, giving you an opportunity to share that, to give that in many, many, many ways that we can get together. But no, we are only going to grow if we supply, if we give. The scripture says, it is better to give than receive. We apply that to finances, but that's everything. It is so much better to give than to receive. 